This is the Partnership for the Arts Talk Show, where we talk art. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Partnership for the Arts. I am your host, Dave, where we talk art, and that is exactly what we're going to be doing today with a very special lady, Casey Nemec. She is the owner of Studio 7, and what a wonderful lady, as you're going to find out, that owns a wonderful organization that does so much in this community through the performing arts. So, everyone, hold on. We'll be right back to talk with Casey Nemec. This is Partnership for the Arts. Come join us as we explore the worlds of art. You can find us on our Facebook page at Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show. Or you can find us on our new website at pftatalkshow.org. PFTA Talk Show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Okay, everyone, we are back, and we are sitting here in the studio, in the library, in the VAC, with Casey Nemec, and we are going to have some fun talking on the show today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And we will say, happy to have you back. Yeah. (laughs) We had you on the show one time before, but then we had issues with, uh, I don't remember, software or something, so we ended up having to do the show over again, so thank you for taking the time to come back on the show. I hope I can remember how clever my answers were the first time around. (laughs) There's no worries there, Casey. Okay, let's talk about Studio 7 for a little bit. You are the owner and the creator of that, correct? I am. I founded it back in 2014. Actually, that's when our brick-and-mortar location opened. In 2012, I started doing classes at Joyful Noise, which was where my boys went to school. They were gracious enough to give me space, and I started with a few kids doing classes there. And then in January of 2014, we opened our location in Deep Creek with... 12 students, and we are at uh, well over 200 now. So, wow. Yeah, a lot of growth in the last seven years. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and dealing with CB19 and everything else as we, as we finish riding that wave out, we hope. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been challenging, but we have prided ourselves on being a haven for these kids and mm-hmm. making sure that no matter what, they can count on us. So when it hit, Um, It was spring break last year, so we closed for a week, took that time, really focused on how we can keep things going, Mm -hmm. because the easy option, obviously, would have just been to shut the doors, and I would go get a normal job someplace else, but... Um, obviously, that's that. That wouldn't be the the best option. No, you have you have a lot of people counting on you. We do, yeah. So we kind of took our whole business model and flipped it upside down, switched everything to a virtual format, kept things consistent. We did that for three months, and then we reopened in June face to face and recorded everything and did our whole recital virtually. So we live streamed it and it was really unique. I can't say I would want to do it again that way. (laughs) It's really beneficial to have an in-person performance, but it worked and it was consistent. We still did our summer camps last year. Our season, aside from wearing masks and sanitizing, you know, every 30 seconds has been 
been fairly normal. <laughs> right. Casey, let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about, as we were doing a little bit before the show, uh, the history. Yeah. Not originally from Florida. I am not. I am a northerner. I was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And how did one go from Grand Rapids, Michigan down here to Punta Gorda? <laughs> it's a long story, but it really boils down to I could not deal with another Michigan winter. So <laughs> I remember being on campus. It was maybe my freshman year of college. And I was walking to class and I hit this patch of ice and flew up in the air. You know how they do in the cartoons, like where your legs fly over your head. And I hit the ground and I said, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. I had family down here. The next semester I was, I was on campus in a much warmer climate. <laughs> <laughs> so it had the winter storm did it for you. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. Okay. And when you came down here, mm-hmm. you, I, I, I guess you were finishing education. Did you not mention Yes. That? Yeah. I finished my last two years, my bachelor's at Florida Gulf Coast University down in Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. And then I got a job doing pharmaceutical sales. Okay. Which that was the real job. was huh? not my forte. Yeah. It was, <laughs> that was my first like big girl job, company car, all of those great things. And I did it for eight and a half years. And oh. As much as I loved the relationships I built, my heart wasn't in it. Right. I taught dance the entire time, part-time. Oh, So I'd okay. get out of work at uh, doing pharmaceuticals. So wherever I was, here, Sarasota, anywhere, and I'd go to the studio. And that's just where I really felt at home. Where you were supposed to be. Where I was supposed to be, right. no doubt. Yeah. 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 I know, you know, of course... We're here at the VAC, and you know, one of your biggest fans is here, Stacy. She has been so awesome. One of our our studio families from day one, both of her kids are on our competition mm-hmm. team. Stefan is like our resident photographer. Stacy's husband. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he'll give me this zip drive with 6,000 pictures on it. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. They're a great family, and I'm so happy to have them with us. Yeah, yeah. I had told her that you were coming back in today, yeah. and she was... Disappointed that she was going to going to miss you this morning. Oh, uh, that's all right. I'm sure I'll see her at the studio tonight. There I see go. her more than my own family. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Casey, question for you: Why why open Studio Seven? Yeah. So when I founded it, uh, it was born out of a couple of things. One, my love for the performing arts. Mm-hmm. Two, I was surrounded by a lot of really talented people and I wanted to put them to work. And three, I wanted it to not only be a place where kids could learn about the arts Mm -hmm. and develop a passion for culture, but where they could also learn about life skills, how they can be young adults that can make a contribution to society and how they can start that within their own community. Okay. So let's talk about your curriculum. Our curriculum, we do dance, music, art, acting, fitness, all kinds of things. We'll bring in um, people from around the country to do workshops. So we've done makeup workshops. We've done photography. And then also we pride ourselves on really having a strong footing in the community aspect. Mm -hmm. So... We have a good partnership with Backpack Kids. Usually every Christmas break, we go in and we fill bags, really get a hands-on look at 
the need in our community. Mm -hmm. We're bringing in kids that are in third grade, fourth grade, up to high school who are filling bags for kids that are in their classrooms and they had no idea. So that's been a huge partnership for us. We've partnered with the Homeless Coalition, went in there one summer and cleaned out a storage closet and transformed it into a playroom. We have done book drives and clothing mm -hmm. drives and just things that really allow them to see how they can make an impact right here, even at 10, 11, 12 years old. Right. Because you get them involved in the community. We do. And it's, it's really good for them. It's, it's been something that we've watched progress over the years. It's something that is part of my mission statement. And it's really snowballed. And now they come to me and they're like, Miss Casey, can we do this? We heard this needs help. Can we do this? Can we do So absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about the philanthropy there. So Yeah, that's fantastic, Casey. It's, it's wonderful to sit here and talk to someone that really is a part of the community. Thank you. <laughs> so, and what I really love about what you do there, Casey, is you get the kids evolved in the community have a sense and feel for the community. Right. And you have students that have been with you for a very long time. I do, yeah. I mean, it's crazy to me. I feel like we just opened yesterday, and now I'm watching all of these kids that started with us in elementary school and middle school getting their licenses and, and graduating <laughs> and going on to college. But what I take the most pride in is, you know, let's be honest, 99% of these kids aren't going on to be professional dancers. Mm -hmm. And not because they can't, not because they don't have the talent, but because they want to be doctors or teachers or lawyers. They have they, their passion. Like, they do. Like, uh, so we focus a lot on, on technique and making sure that they're learning the art form, but we also really place an emphasis on building confidence mm -hmm. and fostering the relationships that they have with other students. I have watched lifelong friendships form based on them interacting in class together. And that's what's so rewarding to me is that as teachers and this place that we've all created as a team, we can watch these life-changing things happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is wonderful to see that. And yeah. again, you do see the long term right. uh, with that and the relationships, because really if the kids hadn't been involved in this, they wouldn't have got the culture. They wouldn't have learned about the area. And right. They wouldn't have had a chance to make lifelong friends. Right. They're not going to remember which competition they got first place at or what their score was in 2017, but they will remember their friends and the memories and all of the awesome things that we've created together. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how long have you had Studio 7, did you say? It's, well, seven years at this location, mm -hmm. um, but I formed as a business two years prior to that. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, have you always danced? I have always danced. I started when I was three, and I will never forget, because it was Mr. Lyle, it's, I mean, ingrained in my mind forever he would put this record on and it was, I mean, the scratching and you could hear just as old school as you can imagine. This was the eighties. So he would do it. And I was, I was always a little bit of a spitfire. I have a little bit of trouble following directions, which I've channeled, but I remember just 
not wanting to do exactly what he wanted to do. And he had a cane and he would hit me in the back of the legs. <laughs> so, not hard, but, you know, obviously things you could never do these days, but I'll never forget. So that was my first experience at dance. And after that, I quit and did t-ball for obvious reasons, but I or always came back to it. I always mm -hmm. came back to what I started with. My second experience was much better, and that was a studio called The Dance Network. And I progressed through as a student, and then as an assistant, and then as a teacher before I left and came here. So, came here. And the owner of the studio is somebody who I keep in touch with frequently and really thank her for giving me not only the dance background, but the vision of if I had my own studio someday, what I wanted it to be founded upon. Wow, Casey, <laughs> it's just a wonderful story. I've got goosebumps. <laughs> okay, so everyone, if you'll hold on, we'll be back in just a few minutes and continue this wonderful story with Casey Nemec, owner of Studio 7. Hi, this is cool jazz pianist Robin King, and I listen to Partnerships for the Arts talk show. Okay, and we want to make sure we thank Robin King, Smooth Jazz Pianist, and Recording Studio. In fact, Robin is recording the themes and the soundtracks for the website that will be out later. Didn't quite make the deadline we had hoped for on the 3.15. The website is, it is in progress. And Robin has made the main theme soundtrack and a few other uh, scores for us that you will hear on that website for our graphic novel. So that's pretty cool. So there you go. So we are sitting here with Casey Nemec, the owner and director of Studio 7. So Casey, we had a chance to talk during uh, the commercial break, but I think it's easy to tell that uh, you hold your instructors there in such high regard. Yeah. Because, as you stated, world-class talent. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I have 12 of the most diverse, talented, dedicated people that you could ever ask for. And they really are family. Oh. I mean, one of them actually is. He's my dad, so. <laughs> <laughs> Biologically, yes, one of them is family. And but what does he do? So he is my art director there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's incredible. I put him to work not only teaching the art classes, but every time I need a set piece. <laughs> so I kind of ease it in. I'm like, hey, Dad, um, what are the chances you could build seven TVs? And then I run away really fast so he doesn't have a chance to say no. <laughs> but he's amazing, and he loves that kind of stuff. So any way he can do something creative, he's happy to do it. But, yeah, I mean, they're family. They're a lot of them, I know I'm going to be aging myself here, but they're former students of mine that I've taught throughout Shoot. career. So it's pretty incredible to watch them grow up and start families. And I'm teaching some of their kids now, and they're just dedicated to that place as much as I am. And I'm extremely lucky that I have that. They have a passion for it. Um, and it's really hard to find somebody that's a good dancer and a good teacher. It's hard to find that perfect combination. And I found it 12 times. And I will never take that for granted. So that begs the question, your instructors, why don't you give us a little bit of history? 
I mean, we have world-class artists and musicians and dancers and people that have performed in the circus and professional actors. It's, it's pretty crazy when you read some of their bios on our website. Right. It is pretty amazing that these instructors that have come from so many different backgrounds from, from all over the place end up, ended up there at Studio 7. Absolutely. So, Casey... In the time that you have been doing all of this, have some favorite memories you want to share with us? Okay. Actually, my favorite moment just happened two weeks ago. So you're catching it fresh. In dance, when we perform, it's really important for us to tell a story. It's not just somebody going out there and dancing and and moving to a song. It's Mm -hmm. so much more than that. We really put a lot of time into planning these routines and making sure that we're conveying something really important. So this year, one of the dances that I'm doing for my competition modern team is based on my grandfather's experience as a displaced person during World War II. So I had him tell his story, which in a nutshell, is he was in Lithuania in 1944, and he was was stuck in conflict between Germany and the Soviet Union. So I recorded him telling his story from that night all the way through arriving in America, and I cut it into sections, and I put it to music, and my girls are actually telling that story. So not only is the piece impactful, but we performed it two weeks ago, And he was actually in the audience, and he's 85. Mm -hmm. So to sit next to him while my girls were performing that, and then to announce afterwards that he was sitting next to me, it was an audience of 250 people, and everybody was standing up and clapping, and I'm in tears, and he's crying and pretending he's not trying to cry. And it was just (laughs) one of those moments that is probably in the top five life moments for me. And so I don't think anything that I do from here on out will, will replace that moment in, in my performing. I can understand that. And I've I've got goosebumps (laughs) for you just telling that story. It was, it was definitely incredible. What a phenomenal moment. Yeah. Yep. And it's important for a lot of those girls because unfortunately, uh, things have a tendency to get lost. Even though it's only two generations ago, a lot of them weren't aware of what he had gone through. And I also have my master's in history. So it was a really cool way for me to tie my two passions together and teach another generation of people just how important that moment in time was. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's another incredible story, Casey. (laughs) Okay, so you had mentioned again, your master's. You just actually earned that, did you not? Yeah, absolutely. In all of my free time, I got my master's. It took four (laughs) and a half years. Um, Through COVID, I wrote my thesis and I defended it to four professors. And yeah, it was was a wild time. I feel like I have all of this free time on my hands now after going (laughs) through all of that last year, but totally worth it. (laughs) There you go. Absolutely. Now, um, We were talking earlier, uh, some of your favorite moments. How about that first recital? Yeah, was was pretty crazy. Try and put together something that 
1,500 people attend between two different shows and trying to pull it off seamlessly is always a challenge. And Mm -hmm. it's never perfect, but that moment I felt when I walked out on the stage and had all of these people in the audience and all of these smiling kids who were so happy that they just got to share something that they loved Mm -hmm. with their family and friends, that's that's probably my second most important moment. Um, And then I think after that, it's just these experiences, you know, when the, when the students come to you for something outside of the dance world because they look to you as a mentor and somebody who they know will be there for them when they need that, mm-hmm. that's, that's important to me as well. I had a whole, a whole come to Jesus session during class last <laughs> night with some of my high school girls who are, they're going through a lot. You know, mm-hmm. when you're in high school, Everything feels bigger than what it is. And to them, that's very justifiable. I mean, we've all been there. And and so they were coming to me about grades on their biology test and how they have SATs coming up. And, and I just sat them down because I could tell that we weren't going to be able to, to get past that moment. And mm-hmm. we had a really good talk about that. And one of them said to me, you know, it feels really good to have somebody who is so intelligent and successful talk to us about things like this. And I'm kind of looking around like, who, who are you talking about? <laughs> and it, it just felt so good that they, they see me as something more than that. And that relationship has formed without anybody trying. It just so happens to be that we're, we're all together and I've been there and I've watched them grow up and, and they see me as somebody that they can look to. And, and I really appreciate and value that. Yeah. Well, Casey, you know, I got to agree with them. <laughs> because you have followed your passion in life uh, and you are very successful because of it. And you have stories like that with those students and uh, and that moment with your father. I think that is proof that you are on the right course, that you have built Studio 7 and have given a home uh, for so many people, your instructors, uh, your dad, and uh, and all those students, and you've worked with them, and you are there for them uh, through all their aspects of their life to help them be successful and move on. Casey, that is truly a, an incredible achievement. Well, thank you. And I can honestly say that it is a blessing that you have made this area your home and have, again, helped the ones that come through your doors. I have a supportive family and friends and a great team. I definitely could not do it alone. Yep, understand that. <laughs> okay, well, Casey, I've been watching the clock for you there, and I know you got to go because you're busy, busy. <laughs> you have a studio. I do. Care. I got to head to class after this. So, right. thank you for taking the time to come in. No worries. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. And so do we, Casey. So, everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode of Partnership for the Arts. Next time we get together, uh, we're going to continue our series into the performing arts as well as the visual as we go back to the movie industry for an interview. It's going to be really fun because the fact is someone you all know, my wife Mary, is going to be coming in. Uh, You have heard her on Taste of the Arts. You've heard her do several other episodes with me. Well, she's coming in to take the co-host chair for the uh, next couple of shows. So that'll be fun. So make sure you check back here where we talk art. Thanks for listening to the Partnership for the Arts talk show.